G'day, welcome to This Podcast Isn't Working. Uh, I'm Heidi, the host here. It's nice to be speaking to you today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you don't already know, I'm a mum in my 30s living in Australia, and I most often on here talk about parenthood, uh, mental health, and creativity. Uh, Sometimes I talk about random things as well. And today is one of those episodes because I'm feeling a little random today. (laughs) Any normal person who makes a podcast would probably not make an episode about ironing. Like, let's be real. But you know what? I'm not every podcaster, okay? And, uh... You know, regardless of whether maybe only one person is going to listen to this episode, but you know what? I don't mind because I want to be true to the reason I started this podcast, which is to make something that I love making for the sake of making it and being someone who loves to connect with people. I'm just here to have a chat, and that's really it. And I'm trying not to take myself too seriously. Okay, now ironing. Now, stay with me, stay with me. Don't click off yet. Don't, don't press pause just yet. Um, I, I'll give you some background, right? I grew up with a mum who loved ironing. Now, I don't know, I, I don't exactly, oh, she still loves it. And I don't exactly know all the reasons why she loves it, okay? I think it's a combination of it being very therapeutic in a sense. It's almost like meditative, um, if you will. Uh, but it's also something that is small enough and simple enough that you can start and finish it. You know, it's one of those beautiful things in life where you can have a simple goal, you can work towards it and achieve it. And I think there's something really lovely about that and something really kind of heartwarming and soul feeding about that. Because when life is really full on or it's overwhelming or you know you know how it goes right when life is being crazy and life is being life you can take 10 minutes out of your day and iron a shirt and you know it's I don't know it's just that simple act isn't it of um, doing something it's like preparing a meal or straightening your hair or you know um, I don't know organizing the shoe rack these little things can be such amazing mindful activities and touch points where we can come and, you know, have a breather, you know, exhale for a minute. And um, as well, it can be very important, I think, at times where you are very like in a lot of distress or feel uh, a, a little unmoored it can help you feel normal and um, help, you know, it's one of those things. It's like riding a bike, you know, you just kind of, you can go through the motions and you know how to do it. And at the end you have a result and it's something that you can say, I did that. Um, You know, I think I said on a previous episode, um, it's really beautiful to have an output, um, you know, creatively speaking. I think creativity is all about that. And for me, as being a creative person who often is not in situations where I can be traditionally creative as an artist, if you will, um, something like ironing is a space where I love to think creatively and, yeah, and try and enjoy it the best I can. So I went back to uh, a piece, a little blog post that I'd written a long time ago because I was thinking about this really difficult time 
in my life um, not too long ago where I lost what I thought was my dream job or the beginnings of my dream job. Um, And one of the funny things about it was that as part of my application for this job, which was a a job um, based in writing in in that sort of world of um, writing blog posts, I had submitted my blog address and, um, you know, the manager who was hiring me had had a look. And um, after I'd sent through my application, I went and checked what the latest post was on my blog. And it was so cringeworthy. I just remember being like in a bit of a panic, realizing, oh, my gosh, how embarrassing the latest uh, post on my blog is actually about ironing. It was, um, I think the title of it was 10 tips to make ironing easier. Now, <laughs> um, you know, one of the things about me is that I am quite unique. I think we all are, but, um, you know, I'm a little bit quirky and I sometimes come out with things that people are a bit like, huh, what? (laughs) Like I was not expecting that. Um, such as, you know, I love ironing. Um, and I often feel self-conscious about these things. And I very much, uh, go through phases where I try to be more normal, if you will, or I often go into conversations and think, I'm going to try to not talk in this conversation. I'm going to be one of those really uh, mysterious, amazing people who are kind of on the edge, you know, not saying much and not making a fool of myself or whatever. Um, Inevitably, you know, I always end up chattering away nervously because that's what I do when I'm nervous. Um, But I was just thinking about that really tough time in my life and I am still getting over that. There's, there were a lot of things about that whole situation that um, really damaged my confidence it gave it was like a real blow to my confidence in my creativity and uh in my worth as a contributor to the creative world and even just um as an employee uh you know I haven't really there's just yeah it was a really sad tough time when I lost that job um which you know is maybe a story for another day but I was thinking back to that gorgeous little blog post I'd written about ironing and how self-conscious I felt about it. And today I just was in that mood where I was like, you know what, Um, this is what my podcast is for, is to love that part of myself and to say, no, you know, Hyde, that's just part of who you are and it's okay. And it's actually kind of beautiful because it's you and it's nobody else. And I think that's the whole point of connecting with each other is to share with each other who we individually are. You know, if I came to you and I was just trying to be like everybody else, that I'm giving you nothing, right? Um, but the beauty of connection with each other is that you are, there's no one like you, you know, and what you bring to me is unique. And, you know, um, I, you know, I could never give to myself, right? So that's the idea of this podcast is just to be myself and that means doing an episode about ironing. So today I'm going to, um, yes, be courageous and uh, kind to myself and do a little episode on how to make ironing easier and talk a little bit about some of the things I do to make it really enjoyable instead of such a pain. Um, now, as I said, it's quite meditative, it can be. And I think one of the things that I enjoy from a creative stance is trying to figure out ways to make it easier. Like, and when I say easier, I mean, make it more effective, right? So, um, ironing can be frustrating. And, uh, I think there's a few little things that you can do to make things easier. First of all, I just wanted to talk about before you even iron, um, you wash clothes, right? Uh, now when you wash things like linen, 
um, or business shirts, things that you know are going to need a lot of ironing. Uh, what I've started to do is when I hang those items up, I do take the time, if I possibly can, I take the time to smooth out the clothes as much as possible between my palms. Um, and, you know, if it's a business shirt, I smooth out the very bottoms of the shirt and I push my hand down through the sleeves and um, run it up with my thumb and my littlest finger spread far wide out so that it um, kind of puffs out the sleeve all the way and I draw it back through the sleeve so that it kind of opens it up um, and then I smooth it down with my palm and you know with dresses and things like that I make sure that if there's any lining I smooth that out with my palm and everything before I actually hang it on the line um, I've heard some people hang business shirts on actual coat hangers, um, which can help it keep its shape as well. Um, and something I find helpful is with a business shirt to do up a button or two just to keep it um, in the right shape uh, is really helpful. So, yeah, if you take the time to smooth things out like that, oftentimes I find, especially with linen, because I love linen, it's it's a real um, <laughs> uh, it's a real problem in a way because I absolutely love the texture of linen. It's uh, it's like this beautiful thing to me. And so I gravitate towards clothes that are made from that fabric. And what tends to happen is linen is very, very difficult to keep, uh, you know, crease free. Uh, but I find that if I do this method of smoothing it out before I hang it on the line and really take the time to do that, then oftentimes I don't even need to iron the item at all. So, um, and with business shirts and things like that and pants, it will just save you so much time uh, to, do it, to do it like that. And uh, oftentimes, especially with pants and things that are a thicker material that are dark, if they get wrinkles in and things like that, um, when you try to iron them, you can usually, you can sometimes see those um, creases. Uh, they're quite ingrained and they can be like pale on the crease. You can be losing some of the color from the pants and everything. It's very frustrating. Um, I've had that happen with shirts as well. Uh, that have like dark dyes and stuff. So anyway, smoothing clothes out on the line is really, really um, beneficial if you can possibly spare the time to do it. Um, and another thing is, um, so yeah, so do that. That's really, really helpful. Um, oh, and then when you take things off the line, you know, don't shove them into a basket, right? Because then it's put all the crinkles back in. So as much as you can, if you can like either fold them in half or lay them flat in the basket, um, that will make it a lot easier as well come ironing time. Um, yeah, think about it like that. Save yourself the time. Save yourself the energy later. Um, now, uh, another thing I do is I set up my ironing board. Like I think about kind of my space that I'm setting it up in. Um, I make sure that I have everything I need and I put it in a place that is really conducive to doing ironing while other things are happening in my house. So I have little kids and they love watching Play School on TV. Um, so at that special time of the day when they're allowed to watch Play School or whatever, um, you know, I've set up my ironing board so that it's behind the couch where they would be sitting or the room where they'll be playing in while Play School's on. And so I have a full half an hour where I could, you know, do some ironing while they play. Um, and yeah, and you can do that sort of thing. Uh, and it's good. I just think, I don't know, sometimes you have a spot where you have your ironing board set up and it could be like the worst spot in the house tucked away in a corner and you have to really go in there like it's a special occasion to get that done. Um, and, you know, not everyone wants an ironing board in their living room. But uh, what I do is I actually pack my ironing board up in between uses and put it in the corner behind a like a little room divider that I have in the corner that's like decorative. And yeah. And so you just don't even see it. It's great. Um, yeah. 
and I often make myself a coffee or put on a podcast. Um, if the kids aren't around and I'm doing it by myself, yeah, I do that. You might need to make sure that there's a surface nearby that you can put those things on. And yeah, so basically anything you need, um, put it near the iron. I also use uh, demineralized water so that my iron doesn't get as calcified as it can just using tap water. So that's always near the iron. I have all my you know, what do you call it? Like hangers ready in the basket next to me. Um, yeah, I used to very much have like a production line type of thing going on where I would have, you know, my hangers on one side and then, you know, in the basket of ironing there. And then I would iron the item and then put the clothes hanger in and then put it onto, I used to have this, um, you know, like a clothes rack, like a clothes rack, sorry, a little portable one that I would put up when I was doing a big lot of ironing and I would just line them up on there and then take them to the wardrobes in big batches. And I still sort of do that by hanging the clothes over the top of the room divider that hides my ironing board in between uses. So yeah, that really helps um, is to think about it like a kind of a production line. Think about it like a process, this, then that, then this, and then you've got everything there. It just makes it so much easier. Um, something else that I do um, religiously is using both my hands. So when you're ironing, it's really tempting to just kind of grab the iron, shove it on the, you know, the piece of clothes and like wiggle it all around and everything. Now, wiggling the iron. No, no, that's that's not helpful at all. I don't know why people do that. Um, just if you think about like how an iron works and that it's full of heat and everything. I mean, in a sense, I suppose if you're moving the iron, you're not going to burn the clothes, but it takes quite a bit to burn a pair a piece of clothing. Um, especially if you have the iron on the right settings. Uh, so don't really wiggle it. Just, you know, just do nice, um, gentle, smooth motions up and down. Um, it really helps to like, I don't know, get rid of like unnecessary, I don't know, wiggling energy. I, I don't know why the wiggle, the wiggle doesn't work. The wiggle is not useful. Um, and by the same token, so useful things, you have two hands, use them both. So, um, whichever hand you have the iron in, that's great. That's the iron hand. And then the other hand can help the uh, your iron hand to actually smooth things out before the iron goes across. So I use my, I'm, I'm right-handed. So I always have the iron in that hand. And then my left hand is working all the time to smooth things out, to place them in the right way, um, you know, to kind of go ahead of the iron in a way and just help smooth the surface. Because um, if you're ironing without doing that, you're just going to add more creases right um, so if you smooth it out first yeah and keep your left hand working or your non-dominant hand working as well then they're both helping smooth the item out and keeping it nice and taut sometimes while the iron goes across is really useful as well so yeah use both your hands um, and yeah another thing is um, with ironing is that um, yeah if you like ironing a lot of things at once, you might put your ironing board in front of the TV and watch a movie or something. It's a really good ironing is good if you want to kind of uh, double duty. You know, if you've got a book you want to listen to on an audio, like an audio book, or you want to listen to a podcast or a radio show or watch a, a film or, you know, a TV show that you want to binge or whatever, doing those things, it's just I don't know. I find it's just so nice. It's such a nice thing to do because it's very productive, but you also feel like you're giving yourself the time to relax as well in a way, um, even if it's just mentally. So yeah, do that. Like that was my mum. She always um, liked having something on in the background. 
um yeah i mean now she likes to actually iron it in total silence she says it's really beautiful it's so mindful um so anyway whatever your jam is put on you know blast some music but yeah use it as time to um do something fun uh, while you're being productive and when it comes to the iron you use i tell everyone this but by like if you can get well get the best iron that your budget will allow um, it makes, it's one of those things in life, you know, some things, it doesn't really matter if you buy the expensive one, it doesn't mean that it's better, but with an iron, it does. Basically, if you can buy the most expensive one that fits within your budget, that's the best idea. Um, you know, get an iron that has a great steam, like a great steam feature that has a fair bit of pressure to its steam feature. Um, get an iron that if you can, uh, one that turns itself off. Uh, I, I love that feature on my iron because if I forget to turn it off, it turns itself off. So that's a great like safety thing. Um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, whatever you can afford, get the best that you can afford. Um, if you put in, like, if you can, uh, what do you say? Invest in the iron, the iron will invest back in you. Like it is worth it. I swear. Um, so many people talk about like, if they have ever used my iron, they're like, Oh my gosh, what is this iron? You'd be like, well, you know, um, because they might just have got like the cheapest one they could grab just because it just seems like it's the same. They're all the same. Well, they're not all the same. So, um, yeah, like my iron has like quite a low resistance surface on the bottom. So it's like, like it glides across the clothes quite well. Um, it has a great like steam feature that's really powerful. So it can really get out like, you know, really bad creases and, and almost like it almost has like a starching effect. So it really lasts. Um, and yeah, and it's got like a great little water jet thing that come, you know, all the good stuff. Um, and it's got a great big hole for filling it up with, um, that really helps. Uh, yeah, I sometimes use like uh, a little jug or even um, a watering can with a thin spout is really good to, um, pour water in as well. If you need it, um, yeah, just don't struggle, guys. If things are tricky, like figure out an easier way to do it. Um, either if you can get an iron with a nice big wide um, opening for the water, do that. But if not, you know, get something that's really tricky, like a, yeah, a watering can or something like that. That's going to make it really easy to fill it up instead of trying to like fill it up with a cup and it's spilling everywhere and all that fun stuff. Um, so, yeah, what else was I going to say? Um Oh yeah. So when you're ironing, you can get really sore feet. So I often iron with like runners on or something with arch support. And also if I can't do that or I'm not bothered, um, I always, always have a, like a memory foam mat or at least like a towel, something on the ground where I'm standing so that I'm not standing on like the very hard floor. Um, we have tiles, so it's really important to have something um, like that. And with the ironing board height, uh, a lot of people make the mistake of having the ironing board either too low or too high. Um, oftentimes too high, I think would be like the most common uh, because it's easy to think that you need to bring it right up to your level. But then what happens is when you're lifting the iron, you're actually lifting it above your shoulder um, or even like even above your waist quite a lot um, and the higher up you're lifting a weight um, it's like the worst for you I think I don't know but you you will get sore doing that but if you're bending over the same thing um, you know basically try and have it at a height where it's almost like at your waist um, so that when you lift the iron it's like right at your waist and you don't have to lift it up too high um, yeah 
they were some of the things I was just thinking of uh, that was, yeah, on my little um, blog post from many moons ago. Um, I've got lots of other things on there. I might even just link that blog post um, so that you can see in more detail some of these things I have said. But yeah, ironing doesn't have to be terrible. It's one of those kind of things that you make it what you want, um, you know, and if you can iron ahead of time, that's great and do like a big batch. Um, but if you iron as you go, try and make it enjoyable. Um, I even was, I remember thinking you could even put your ironing board like outside. If you have a nice patio area or something covered, you know, why not stand outside and iron like that or iron facing out of a window or, you know, iron at a time when you're going to call your mum each week and put it, put her on loudspeaker and do it like that. Or I don't know, but there's like a million ways you can do it. It doesn't have to be super sad. Um, you know, in a corner of like the deepest, darkest part of the house. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's my ironing episode. And, you know, if you have a creative pursuit that you are wanting to do or something that you've been trying to do in your life and you're avoiding it because you want it to be perfect, um, I just want to encourage you. I'm doing this and it could be the, the worst thing ever, but I kind of don't care at this point. I'm really proud of myself for everything I'm achieving with this podcast. And I can recommend so like so much to just give something a go. And if you can try not to take yourself too seriously, you might actually be able to create something and feel like it's a rewarding thing to do. I am feeling really creatively rewarded through this process. Um, despite it being all over the place and hodgepodge. Um, yeah. And again, if you've listened to this episode, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope you can appreciate what I'm trying to do here um, by just being random old little me and really real and raw. So uh, that was my ironing episode. I'm going to leave you now till next week. Have an amazing week. Be kind to yourself. And I will be with you again in a week. Uh, see you then. Bye. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that <laughs> like that.